What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Tomato Podcast. It's your boy, Josh. And I'm Rachel. And this week we have a very special guest with us. Oprah. <laughs> Oprah, nope. so good to have you. <laughs> Actually, it's Ellen. Sorry. Oh, you're right, you're right. Just kidding. It is our friend, my roommate, Alicia. Woo! Woo! It's good to be here. <laughs> Finally! <laughs> <laughs> Alicia has been wanting to come on this podcast since we started it, and here she is. We're real excited to have her. So good to be here. Josh, what are we talking about today? So this week, we, as some of you know, we took some myths from you guys. We surveyed the crowd, took a poll Mm -hmm. on the good old IG uh, to get some myths that you guys um, have heard or have been told about Christians, and we wanted to hopefully rebunk them. Yeah. So this is Christian Mythbusters, which this was originally Alicia's idea. True. I cannot take credit, but I I shall take credit. (laughs) (laughs) She takes all the credit. So we thought only fitting to bring her on for this episode. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start right at the beginning. Number one. Myth number one is that people think that Christians can't have fun. Oof. Or they don't know how to have fun. What a lie. It's beefy. That is a big myth. And it is wrong. So, Alicia, you want to lead us off? Yeah, I think with Christianity, there comes a part where it looks like we have a bunch of rules and we can't have fun. Uh, but I think that those rules are, well, the ones that are are legit rules are commands that you know are meant to be followed as a Christian. But then there comes a point where those rules are actually just, some of them are just guidelines to help us live a full life. And I think that that allows us to follow Jesus uh, fully and allows us to live the life that we were meant to live. Uh, and, and sometimes if we were to give in to certain things that didn't have guidelines, then we can get in a tough place. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some examples of, I think one example is that Christians don't party, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're so not fun. We're not going to go get drunk. We're or party we're, killers. Yeah. We're party poopers. So, Debbie yeah, downers. That's what, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> not party killers. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that is um, true, that we don't party as in getting drunk, doing drugs and stuff, because that is against scripture. But the real falseness in that statement is that life is good when you're partying or that that is where life can be found because I think that that really is um not that fun if you really ask people that are super big partiers like it leaves you feeling empty every time you wake up with a hangover um and we kind of talked about that in last week's episode too that it's more of a cheap knockoff of the full life that we can get from Jesus which is where real joy comes from yeah some of my closest friends are Christians, and they're some of the most fun people that I know. Yeah. Dude, Josh, so fun. Talk, like, <laughs> oh huge adventurer. Like, everybody loves to be around Josh. Brings the party. Alicia, one of the funniest people I know. True. And, like, I'm blessing. They both follow the <laughs> guidelines of the Bible, but are super fun. Oh. Thanks, Rachel. Yeah, so like I said earlier, the guidelines are just helping us to just kind of follow Jesus in just a good, 
full life. And so we're not turning to things like getting drunk or anything like that to have fun. We're not, we're not leaning on that as our form of, of energy or fuel for any means. It kind of just, you know, when we live a life full with Jesus, like he brings out the, the energy in us and allows us just kind of not feel like we have to use something like alcohol, for instance, to kind of, um, you know, uh, run or hide or anything like that. Mm. Kind of yeah. just allows us to yeah, be fun. And we believe in the scripture that says um, in John 10.10 10, that Jesus came so that we could have life and we could have life to the full. Um, and we really believe that life is full when you're in Jesus and all the things that you do when you're not in Jesus doesn't really bring full life or fun, um, even though we believe the lie that it does. So that kind of goes into myth number two. Number two. Which is that Christians can't show physical affection in a relationship before marriage. No kissy kissies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Premarital hand-holding is a no-go. <laughs> Ridiculous. So uh, what do you think about this myth, Josh? Um, I think... <laughs> That it is a very overgeneralization to be like, you're not allowed to show any physical affection before marriage. Because that's such a that's such an important way of how we show people that we care about them, whether that's holding yeah. hands, giving them hugs. What if your love language is physical touch? Right, exactly. You kidding me? True. Um but there are I do there are boundaries that need to be made in those relationships, those more than friendship relationships that keep each other from falling into the sin of lust um, because each person kind of has a different different line, I guess is the best term, where if they go this far, then they'll fall into the temptation to think about having sex before marriage. And that's, that's definitely a black line of where it's like, this is absolutely not What's good. the line? Sex before marriage? Yeah, sex before marriage. So... And we as Christians should be in tune with like making sure we know where the other person's at so we don't cross those lines and cause them yeah. to fall into that temptation. So you're saying some people kissing might lead them to lust. Mm -hmm. And lust is the desire to have sex with said person that mm -hmm. is not your husband or wife. Yeah. But some people like kissing is fine and you might not, that might not lead to that sin for them. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I agree. I think that's some solid biblical truth solid. right there. Let's go, baby! <laughs> Woo! What do you think, Alicia? I think, you know, like, sex is meant to be a desire that we that we have, and that's why it's so great in marriage. But I think when we, like, I know so many Christians that are like, yes, we are so excited we to get married. Sex. But I think it just goes back into... Whoa, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I think it just goes back into having guidelines and boundaries uh, because, like Josh said, we, you know people need to figure out kind of what will make them want to do, go further. And mm -hmm. uh, so you kind of have to cut it off a little bit. But, like, let me tell you that Christians are ready for marriage so that they can have sex. They can yeah. the marriage. It is good. It is good. But the thing is we aren't um, upset that we can't have sex. We're not like, oh, like, this is so frustrating because the whole – Christ following life is really trusting mm -hmm. God over human and yeah. trusting that what God says is 
Right. And it's good for us. And it was made for our, um, per our, uh, what's the right word? Reproduction. <laughs> I was going to say it was made for our good, basically. Mm, yeah. His guidelines, um, were made to protect us and lead us to a better and fuller life. And so we just trust that sex before marriage is destructive. And I, mm. I think that's even kind of yeah. obvious. Like mm. if you're sleeping with your boyfriend and you break up, that's going to be a much harder thing to recover from because that's a much deeper intimacy. And that's an intimacy that God only created for marriage. Yeah. Um, so we just trust those guidelines because they're from God and not from us. Um, and God is perfect and good and loves us more than we could ever imagine. Um, but definitely hard yeah. sometimes. Praise God we don't make the guidelines. <laughs> yeah, praise God praise that we God. don't make our own guidelines. Amen. But the world does make their own guidelines. And I think that's why we live in such a broken and hurting world sometimes. Um, because we try and go our own way. Even though God desperately wants us to just follow him. Because that is what is best for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allows us too to have more full relationships with each other. So instead of spending that time being physical, we can actually spend that time and get to know each other and, yeah. and live full in Jesus. Yeah. And moving right along on to number three is that Christians are hypocritical. Leaf, you want to take this one? Yeah, I think with Christians, we come off like we are supposed to be doing things exactly one way, following the rules. And then sometimes we come off that we're not doing such. We're not, you know, being perfect little angels. Premarital um, hand-holding. sorry (laughs) which i think is fair i think you know we're not perfect nobody is but i think when we get to when you get to that hypocritical part i think social media has a huge huge piece in that and i think uh we can come off a certain way to people um Mm -hmm. and i think that's where it becomes a little bit tricky where we we try to portray ourselves we all do try to portray ourselves a certain way yeah yeah and I, I don't even know if this is a myth because I've met many a Christians that are hypocritical yeah. um, and that they talk the talk, but they don't really walk the walk, you know, like getting drunk on Saturday nights, going to church Sunday mornings. Um, Some country songs that revolve around that. <laughs> but Oops. I mean, really, the thing is that maybe those people aren't really Christ followers mm-hmm. um, and that's a sad reality that everybody that says they're a Christian might not actually have a relationship with Jesus. Um, and that would be the difference in lifestyles. Although many people that do have a relationship with Jesus mess up, like Alicia said, Mm -hmm. and I've been hypocritical a time or two because I've said something and then I have messed up and I didn't do what I said I do, or I Mm -hmm. didn't follow the Bible because I'm a sinner and we're all sinners that are never expected to be perfect, but we are expected to be faithful. And yeah. hopefully, some most of the time we are. I've been hypocritical many, many times over. But thankfully, we're not called to be perfect. Yeah. And there's so much grace because Jesus has so much grace. Grace upon grace upon grace. <laughs> yeah, so next time you see grace Becky's post grace. about how she's just <laughs> living the life... <laughs> And then she just starts talking about Jesus, you know, she's she's not being hypocritical. She's just being human, so. Woo! Woo! Give me. Wait, I'm just waiting. 
Oh. <laughs> Sorry, in case fine. you missed that, Josh just tried to give <laughs> Josh just tried to give Alicia a high five, Alicia and she said, "Oh, my hands are sweaty." Oh, <laughs> Cold oh. out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, moving right along to myth number four, which is that Christians are judgmental or Christians are self righteous. And Ooh. I believe. I'll lead us. I'll lead us off. I'll I'll I'll, I'll grab the reins to the horses. And just <laughs> Got it. Like, what do you think about this, Josh? Josh? Um, <laughs> I definitely think that that is true in some aspects, and I think it's easy for Christians to be judgmental because even myself, I can be like, oh yeah, I have I have this thing that other people don't have, so therefore I'm better than them, um, and therefore everything that they do wrong, I can point out and be like, yeah, you're doing that wrong. You're doing that wrong. But in reality, I think it's in Matthew, right, Rachel? You got me? You got me with that? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. There's, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, you want me to read it? Yeah, could you please read it? There's this scripture in Matthew, um, which many people are familiar with, but if you know a judgmental Christian, they may not be familiar with this. Um, and it goes, uh, judge not that you will not be judged, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, you will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but not, do not notice the log that is in your own? So this is Jesus talking. And it, he's essentially saying that when we judge people, we are also being judged by that same measure. And if you really think about it, we have no platform to be judging people yeah. because we're all sinners. And those who are Christians are still saved by grace, but we're still sinners. And the only person that has the righteous right, I guess, to judge people is Jesus because he was perfect. And he was perfect and that allowed him to be the perfect sacrifice for our sins. So therefore, it doesn't really, it's not justified that we judge other people even as christians because we're just as much of a sinner as the person that we're judging and that judgment is just as much of a sin as the person's sin that we're judging yeah so myth or not myth or not it just shouldn't happen (laughs) and this is actually a formal apology for all people that have felt um judged by christians or Mm -hmm. that they were looked down upon by christians um, we never want you to feel that way. And we are sorry for anybody who proclaimed the name of Christ that made you feel that way. Um, truly, we are sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my best friends uh, does not choose to follow the Lord, which is okay. But um, I get called out all the time for uh, them thinking that I'm judging them, but I'm really not. I'm just trying to love them with unconditional love, which is what I'm called to do. And so I think even when we're not actually judging people, Christians get the title of judgmental because, you know, we're trying to just do our best to follow the Lord and follow life to the full, but we're still human. And I think that that gets a bad rap sometimes, but mm. yeah, we, we, we love, we love, we love everybody. We I mean, love it's like, it's just yeah, great. It's, it's all great. great. <laughs> and, <laughs> I think there is, this might sound really harsh, but I think there's a certain reality that when you aren't following the Lord, you know some of the things that you're doing are wrong. And you see somebody who's not doing these things that are wrong and might seem like a goody-goody or somebody that has their life together, even though we're all broken, and they're a Christian, and you're like, wow, you're judging me for what I'm doing, 
but you're really just projecting your own guilt or shame onto them and Ooh, calling yeah. them judgmental. snaps! That's wolf. that's wolf. And that sounds really harsh to say, and I'm sorry if it comes off that way, but sometimes we know what we're doing is wrong, mm. and it's not um, their fault that they're not doing the same thing that you're doing. Mm. So kind of like we think that we're being judged when we're not actually sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So maybe just get to know them, get mm. to know their heart, and hopefully you'll see the love of God in them and not um, this judgment that is really not from them because only God can judge. Boom. Boom. And now we make our way on to number five. And that myth is that different sins are worse than others. Oof. Rach, you want to take, you wanted to take that one? I'll toss you the yeah. alley-oop. I'll, I'll catch it. Right. Oh, there we go. Um, <laughs> so... This is straight up a myth. Uh, It actually breaks my heart that people believe this myth because it's completely against scripture. Um, Mm -hmm. All sins are equal in the eyes of God. Um, Sin is sin, whether it is killing somebody or cheating on a test or lying or there's so many things that I could say Mm -hmm. or lusting after your girlfriend or boyfriend or watching porn, whatever. I'm just naming sins at this point. (laughs) Um, They're all equal in the eyes of God. Although I think the reason people believe this myth is because some sins have more earthly consequences. Mm. So Mm -hmm. obviously in the terms of this earth or even like our government in the United States, killing somebody is going to give you a much worse punishment than cheating on a test. She um, preaching. She preaching. Who is she preaching over here? That may feel like we have um, more weight. There's more weight on that sin or that God sees that as worse. Mm-hmm. But really, God sees sin as anything that is against his, the standards or commands that he has given us. Or anything that is getting in the way of us and our relationship with God. Because sin can even be idolizing things that aren't God. Uh, Mm. Whether that is your image or your boyfriend or girlfriend or what people think of you. Um, But yeah. Yeah, All sin sin is equal. And in Romans uh, 3.23 it says that all have fallen short and sinned. um, And all fall short of the glory of God because of their sin. Mm. And so... Um, it doesn't matter what sin it is, and every single person has sinned, yeah. and they're all equal, and they all equal death. <laughs> Y'all better be listening to this. This is good stuff right Mike here. Mic drop. <laughs> Sorry, anything you guys want to add? Nah, you got you it. it. You, you, got, it. you got it. That was oh all God. you, ready? Knocked that was good the stuff. Pot. That was good stuff. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, moving right along. Myth number six is that you need to go to church to follow Jesus. This is an interesting one. What it's do you... quite interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. What do you think about this one, Alicia? <laughs> oh, uh, I think I think this is a really good question. Uh, thanks to whoever asked it. I think um, this was my girl, Allie Littleton. Woo! Allie! Yeah. So thanks for sending this one in, Allie. Yeah. Uh, I think that I've wrestled with this question uh following the Lord, I think, you know, the Bible tells us multiple times what a church looks like and, you know, the importance of what a church is. And I think we should go to church. I think that it gives us a great opportunity to 
worship and grow together in a body of a body of Christ. And uh, it also gives us availability to serve others and kind of just gives us the the realm of freedom to, uh, you know, follow the purpose of why we are, you know, created in the first place. And um, so I think we should, and I, I, I know it's really, really hard. I know, especially in this time of quarantine, we can't go to church, but it doesn't mean that we're not we can't follow Jesus. I mm-hmm. think there are so many outlets to being able to to follow him and and you know YouTube videos, podcasts, yeah. podcasts. Yeah. 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 Um, church though. Like the Tobe Mayo podcast. I heard that was a pretty good one. Oh, for sure. High ratings. <laughs> high ratings. <laughs> Another good podcast. This is just a little plug. Is Thirty Minutes with the Perrys. They have uh, a yes. really good podcast. They're very good. Another good podcast. Becoming something mm-hmm. with JP uh, Harris Creek Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Anyways, sorry. All good stuff. Yeah. What do you Uh, think? Oh, I was just going to say that I think church offers a great, some great opportunities, um, especially for discipleship and mentorship, because if you're going consistently and you get to know, like for me, if I get to know an older gentleman um, and has experienced more life than I have, then he has, he's going to have a lot more wisdom to give to me than me just trying to seek, uh, wisdom from friends which is definitely a very important part but he has that more experience that he can pour into my life and going to a physical church consistently offers that opportunity for you to build those relationships with those kind of people um but yeah we know that and this might have come um like i know some other people have asked me this question because they've been hurt by the church and they've done them dirty and it makes it hard to go back to church. Um, but it's just good to know that that's not the norm. And yeah. there are really good churches out there. Um, yeah. we Another thing we would like to apologize on behalf of Christians yeah. is if you went to a church and you were not treated with love and treated with grace and welcomed and um, treated the way that Jesus would treat you at that church, we are really sorry. Um, mm-hmm. We also want to be very careful that... Uh, we do, we are promoting church. Um, we think yeah. there is a lot of um, things in scripture that tell us that we should go to church. And the church is the bride of Christ. And um, that is important. And you should be plugged into a local body because that is going to help you grow spiritually. And community is very important. And God created community. And that is very important. Um but like Alicia said, it doesn't mean you can't follow Jesus if you don't go to church. But I think you're hurting your spiritual walk if you aren't. Woo! Um, and <laughs> going, Jesus exists outside of the walls of a church. Obviously, mm-hmm. even in places like China where ch- church is illegal and Christianity and that's not allowed there. Yeah. Um, those people still follow Jesus even though they don't go to a physical church. Or maybe they have house church or very, like, secret meetings. Um, but if you have the opportunity to go to church, I think you could find a lot of life there. Yeah. And I would encourage you to find a healthy one and examine it against Scripture. Um, and just pray about it. Ask God to lead you to a healthy congregation. Yeah. And I think it's all on circumstance, too. Uh, for example, I'm an athletic trainer, so I'm traveling on the weekends, but I still am plugged into having community and Bible study and, you know, just because I can't go to a physical body to, to be a part of church on Sundays, I still watch 
or listen to like YouTube videos and such. So there's there's ways around it, but yes, you should there, go to a physical church and, and get plugged in. Yeah. Myth number seven. We got a couple questions that are like, Christians don't believe in science or the Bible always contradicts science. Leash, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand this one off to you because I feel like Ooh, you got a lot to say. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Alicia, okay. the scientist. <laughs> all right, so let me just start off with I'm an athletic trainer, so I feel that's where the Lord has placed me in my career in life, and obviously that's all about science, the body, physiology, everything. So I get excited. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, so I even have a YouTube video called "Root the Truth." Check it hey. out. Um, I actually use science and scripture analogies to help people better understand both. But I think that I've gotten that question a lot too with my YouTube channel mm-hmm. is that, well, like, how does that, how do they both go together? Well, Jesus created, or God created us, my be, God created us and allowed us to have these bodies, allowed us to have this world to live in, and also gave us the brains and knowledge to understand it all. Uh, so if he were just to create us and we would have no idea how to help ourselves in sickness or whatever, um, we would be kind of sunk. So I think it's really important to understand science, but I don't think that our end-all be-all should be Oh, okay, like I'm sick, so I have to I have to rely on medicine to allow me to get better. I think that there's there's an aspect where it, you know, it's about it's about trusting in God and His plan and purpose through us. But He gives us the ability to through science to understand us even better. Dang, well, well said, Alicia. Just dropped a lot of wisdom on us. Woo! Um, the only thing I would say is that I think. Science and Christianity can go beautifully together, and there are so many resources that you can see um, online or um, just look talking to people that are scientists and uh, Christ followers. They have so much wisdom, and we're not experts on it, so go check those things out because that is a big myth, which leads us right into myth number eight, our final myth, my favorite myth, which... Final is that Christianity is a crutch for the weak. Mm. Which is not true. No. No, 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 no. What do you think about this one, Josh? Starting off, I guess. Um, I think this even comes from a place of, like, Christianity is for the weak. Like, people who don't... I don't know. Can't take care of themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Or they need a method of dealing with their guilt or something. But, honestly... I think it's a lot tougher than what people make it out to be because it's like you're literally denying yourself as a person and being like, all right, I don't know what the Lord has for me, but I'm going to give it all up and Mm -hmm. follow after this person that I have to have faith and trust in to guide my life. And that ability to just surrender it all is such a hard decision to make. And it's not, it's not easy. Yeah. I think there are a lot of things in the Bible, too, that say um, your life will get harder when you're a Christian because Mm -hmm. you're going to be going against the ways of this world. You're going to be surrendering your life, your own desires, your own wants for Jesus and for God and for expanding his kingdom. Um, You're going to be under persecution. 
um, you're going to be under the attack of the enemy because um, if you're following God and doing things for God, um, Satan is not going to like that. and He's going to attack you in a lot of ways. Um, so your life is probably going to get harder, even though it's going to be so much better and so much richer and you're going to be living full life with Jesus. Um, it definitely isn't for the weak of heart. <laughs> nope. Nope. I think it makes it hard too because it gives you the ability to recognize things when you're learning mm-hmm. about judgment, for example. Like, oh man, I really do judge people more than I thought. Yeah. Or like, I feel judged a lot more than I thought. So it gives you, you know, you, you can yeah. recognize things more once you learn about it. I think there's also a reality that we are all weak mm-hmm. and we are all broken and sinners and we need a savior. And that's the hardest thing for people to acknowledge sometimes is that you are in need of a savior no matter where you're at, whether you're a Christ follower or not. Um, and I hate to break it to you, but you don't have it all together and you <laughs> aren't thriving on your own if you're Yo. not following Jesus. Um and so we are all weak, um, and I think it takes almost more of a stronger person to recognize that you need a Savior and to be okay with putting your pride away and saying, hey, I can't do this life on my own. Jesus, please take over. Mm-hmm. And there's so much freedom in that because no longer do you have to worry about managing your own life as much because you know that a good God has it in his hands yeah. to control. A good God. And another thought I wanted to add was that it's going to be hard because you've lived however long your life doing things your way and you're in control and confident in that. But then once you start living life with God, the rest of your life is going to be so much better. True, true, true. You're going to be in the hands of a loving God who is going to protect you and guide you and sometimes discipline you and that's going to hurt. But Mm. um, yeah, I think wrapping up, I actually don't even know if that is a myth. I would say Christianity is for the weak because we're all weak. True. Um, But it's for people that are broken and um, people who are sinners, which is all of us. Mm. So if you're listening to this and you're like, Man, I actually don't think I have all of this going on. I, I don't think I've got it going well on my own and in my own hands. Um, come to Jesus. This is an invitation. Come to the feet of Jesus because um, he will be your, I wouldn't say he'd be a crutch, but he will be your savior and he will be everything that you lack. Um, anybody got any final thoughts? No. I don't have anything. That was a great way to end it. Another mic drop. (laughs) Bleep. So as always, uh, we want to end with there is always more life to be found in Jesus. Um, We love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. um, And we'll uh, see you next week. Bye.